I think that energy communities, uh, maybe alone, they won't solve the energy transition uh, challenge in terms of uh, CO2 reduction and uh, switch to clean generation. But they have a, a, a key role in supporting the mindset transition from linearity to circularity. So I think uh, it's a kind of uh, gym where we all train to be better people for tomorrow, while mm -hmm. uh, on the other side, big investments, of course, need to come in for bigger projects and trying to help at a higher level the energy transition. Welcome to City Stories, the podcast by Energy Cities. I'm Miriam Eisenman and I'm your host. This podcast is for those who want to learn how cities go about with the energy transition, how they take action with courage and creativity. Today I speak with Carlo Taconelli. Carlo is an international energy expert and CEO of Engreen, an Italian renewable startup. Carlo has 16 years of experience in distributed renewable energy systems and energy communities. And in this episode, he shares some of that experience. I left our conversation with much optimism as Carlo talks about all the positive side effects energy communities can bring. I particularly enjoyed listening to him when he talked about the potential of a rural revival. As shared renewable energy is becoming more popular in villages and is creating jobs, we might be able to reverse the trend of rural communities hollowing out. Some people may decide to return to a rural, more self-sustaining life. Here is our conversation with a fantastic glimmer of hope. Hey, Carlo, welcome to City Stories. And thank you for having me here. It's great uh, that we see each other the very first time, actually. I've never met you before and neither did our listeners. That's why my initial ask, who are you? <laughs> Maybe you can describe yourself quickly and also talk about um, your own journey in renewable energy. Sure. Um, Carlo Taconelli. I'm an Italian environmental engineer. I've been an enthusiast for renewable energy since the beginning of my career. I've been working in uh, United Nations public institution, trying to push the low carbon technologies worldwide. And recently, I've just founded my innovative startup called Engreen, which is fully dedicated to uh, energy transition, to access to uh, rural electrification for uh, Uh, isolated uh, countries and developing countries as well. And recently we've jumped as well on these opportunities of renewable energy communities in Europe and Italy. And um, so picking up um, from, from this, uh, the energy communities in Italy, can you walk us through one successful renewable energy project that Engreen has been involved in already? Yes, yes. We started supporting uh, small um, municipalities around central Italy to get to the first step of energy communities. So it means identifying potential opportunities for energy installations and mapping uh, energy needs, putting all together into a technical design and try to get some funding to start up the, the activities. So now in Italy, we have just a provisional legislation for the past uh, three years. So it, it means we, we could only start small communities of, of around a few hundred citizens. But it was just a, a good drive test. We set up uh, around five energy communities, of which one is the more advanced one, uh, meaning we have uh, 100 
and 10 people connected to these energy communities. We have the first solar plants uh, generating power. It's a long journey, and I think this is a, a very nice process in terms of cultural change, not only technological uh, progress. So uh, hopefully new energy communities will come up with a new le legislation that just was uh, issued uh, in the last month in January in Italy. So the market is going to be mature in the next years. And uh, hopefully the, the lesson we learned could be helpful in, in the next rollout of the projects. And what do you think it requires to scale up energy communities? I mean, apart from this decree um, and, and other national laws and other countries being out, what do we need to do so that this happens um, maybe also in bigger, more urban places and that we manage to extend the concept to be the biggest number of countries in, in Europe? Well, Miriam, I think we, we need to um, create awareness in the people. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the really a, a paradigm shift from the old energy system as we know it. I mean, uh, in, in the last 20 years, we went from the big power plants to the downsizing and distributed energy. That means that the water is not coming from the tap. We all know the water is coming from hmm. the rain. So we need to understand where the energy is, is coming from now. Uh, we need to uh, be aware and uh, to create uh, knowledge Uh, regarding the capacity we have, each one of us had to uh, generate uh, renewable and clean energy uh, for everyone. It means that uh, I, I don't have a, a secret recipe for energy communities because they're very, very site specific. So mm -hmm. you need to first identify if there's a community. That means that if there are people that Uh, agree on a, a common path if they share the values in their boundaries. Uh, I can say village, a neighborhood, or just a, um, a city. If people, mm -hmm. they, they come together for uh, this shared objective, then it's easier to start talking about energy communities. Otherwise, if you just have a top-down approach, it won't work. We have mm -hmm. uh, a lot of uh, failures And I'm very happy to have failed some projects. That means that I, we, we understood wh where we can really push for energy communities, where there is need for that, or when there is an application field for that, and where there is not. So I don't think that scale up means that everybody needs his own energy communities. But the first point, I think, is the social engagement and community engagement. In the projects that you've led until now, um, where did the initial um, motivation come from? Was it more from those people who were, let's say, neighbors and particularly eager to um, getting involved in the energy transition? Or did it sometimes also come from the city hall or a village hall? Well, I would say both because there is a youth-led association in uh, this village. Uh, who uh, raised the attention to the mayor and bring up this opportunity of energy communities. So this association approached us to get some support and technical assistance. We helped them in uh, uh, making some feasibility studies, get some pilot funding, and that's how the, the community grew. I mean, uh, I had a reactive approach. I wasn't the one that proposed this energy community to the municipality, and that's why it worked. In, in other cases, we were the ones to suggest this option, but the community wasn't ready, so the project just stopped.
How do you see the relationship between um, those emerging energy communities and the traditional energy providers? How will that evolve in the future? Because for now, some of those uh, traditional bigger ones are not really ready to let new players into the market. There is a lack of capacity in, uh, in this local market, which doesn't necessarily mean it's a problem, but that's an opportunity to create job on the territory and to create value chains, to create uh, local knowledge and expertise that can be helpful for the energy communities themselves, but it can be helpful as well to train people so they can be able as well to get a better chance for their employment. In Italy, we have a peculiarity with our small villages, around 5,000 villages out of 8,000 municipalities, less than 5,000 inhabitants. Mm -hmm. That means that most of our uh, municipalities are very small and are in, in the central belt where we have mountains mm -hmm. uh, from north to south and even in the Alps. And we are facing um, a lot of uh, demographic movement from these isolated areas toward the coasts or big cities where we have more opportunities. So I, I truly think that uh, in Italy, uh, energy communities can play a, a great role to bring people back to their original uh, territories and, and villages. And we can uh, benefit from the opportunity of having a lot of sun radiation to mm -hmm. start developing energy communities based on uh, PV, but as well on biomass, as on the mountains, we have a lot of biomass availability. So mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of benefits associated with energy community in terms of uh, uh, creating skills, creating jobs, uh, mm -hmm. putting people back in their countryside villages, very nice ones, and, and trying mm -hmm. not to uh, lose this presence in the isolated areas. So many, many opportunities and benefits deriving from energy communities in our country. Mm -hmm. and, and there are also many opportunities for a business in the end. Uh, you, you are an entrepreneur yourself. Uh, you have this startup and you're also helping other startups get running. What advice would you give to eager newcomers in the field? How is it possible to best combine business um, ideas with the social impact um, that you as N-Green and some others, fortunately, uh, want to bring to the renewable market? Well, that's my dream, combining business with <laughs> social impact. And I, I think that the, the new generations, they have the same feeling. The people coming out from university and schools, they want to be impactful. They, they want to be here and having the most uh, possible impacts on their jobs. So people are not uh, happy just doing uh, any kind of uh, work. And we, we have to use this uh, chance of having impact locally instead of moving out to the big cities. So in every kind of business, you need to acquire the, the specific expertise. I think in the energy field, um, as we are going to the downsizing, to the self-production, to the local generation, uh, if we are trained If you are able to run a local cooperative in terms of administration, technical, maintenance operations, there is a great chance to create jobs, mm. um, especially with some renewable sources. Uh, when I, re I think about biomass, I think there's a, a, a good value chain that we can use because we can create benefits for us with sustainable management. We can create uh, jobs for local cooperatives that 
use wood, wood cutter, or uh, just the wood industry. Uh, we can create jobs for the technicians. We can create jobs for the administration and the management of energy communities. I think there are a lot of opportunities related to this new business coming up. Thanks for sharing so many positive things. It's really nice to to hear um, those opportunities that uh, renewable energy communities can bring, especially to the rural areas. I mean, energy cities were more focusing on urban areas, but obviously there is uh, all over Europe this problem of um, uh, smaller villages becoming uh, deserts because uh, young people don't find a job and um, Uh, shops, doctors and other very important services are kind of um, um, stopped in those areas. So I think you're, you're right that um, energy communities can really bring life back to those rural areas. And in the end, everything links up nicely in, in quite a circular way as well, because uh, everything can be really well connected and um Uh, yeah, bring benefits on so many different levels, right? So, um, yeah, as a, as a final question, um, I wanted to ask you uh, again with your uh, entrepreneurial um, experience and point of view. Um, I don't know if you've seen that Europe is currently kind of looking into how it can keep its economic um, competitiveness as it transitions to, to the greener energy. There still seems to be a bit this competition actually between competitiveness and um, uh, the, the sustainable agenda that the EU has set uh, itself. Uh, I wondered what would you advise um, the European Commission and especially the, the President Ursula von der Leyen? Where does community energy help or can it also hurt European competitiveness? I think that energy communities, uh, maybe alone, they won't solve the energy transition uh, challenge in terms of uh, CO2 reduction and uh, switch to clean generation. But they have a, a, a key role in supporting the mindset transition from linearity to circularity. So I think uh, it's a kind of... Uh, gym where we all train to be better people for tomorrow while mm -hmm. uh, on the other side big investment of course need to come in for bigger projects and trying to help at a higher level the energy transition so i would suggest to the european commission to to keep pushing on capacity building activities for local energy sharing because uh, i think that every uh, cultural change requires more time than a single project We're talking about a process, not a project. But in the end, if we rely on education, we will have uh, people in five years, 10 years ready to accept the energy transition, to be actively part of this transition. Thank you very much for this advice. And hopefully uh, it's, uh, it's getting to the European Commission and they can, they can transform this into really an action plan that can become concrete in, in all, all of the European countries. At Energy Cities, obviously, capacity building is really also one of our um, important pillars. We've set up the Espresso Community Energy Training last year, and we're, we're so aware of the need to improve skills uh, on that matter. So we're trying to, to contribute to this um, w w in our way. And thanks for emphasizing this again. Um, 
Now, before we end, Carlo, is there any final message or advice that you would like to share with our listeners or any resource that you've come across, a, a book or a podcast um, that you think can help our listeners uh, move on uh, in, on their own, own journey uh, in, in renewable and community energy? Yes. Um, personally, we are going to um, set up some round of webinars Uh, which will act as a training for um, public uh, municipalities, officers or enthusiasts or uh, technicians to share some uh, key topics for the energy communities. So uh, how people can follow us in green for the next step of our uh, webinars and capacity buildings. And uh, beside that, I think that uh, there are some EU programs such as Energy Cities, the Energy Communities Repository, and the Rural uh, RECA, the Rural Energy Community Advisory Hub that uh, have been working in the past few years on policies, on uh, guidelines, lines for energy communities and I think a lot of uh, references can be found on their website. Uh, best practices, lesson learned. I participated in this program and I think it's very helpful for the people that are approaching new energy communities. I agree. Thanks a lot, Carlo, for flagging this. And it's true that there is a wealth of uh, really cool resources, links, methodologies in the repository. So I will link uh, up uh, in the show notes to the repository, to your webinars. And um, yeah, so um, I, I want to thank you greatly for having spent the time with me this morning. Uh, thanks for sharing your experience. I know that there would have been so much more that you could have been able to tell. I know you've been working also in some uh, remote places outside of Europe. Um, and I think there might be lots of nice uh, adventures that uh, you can share. Um, maybe we can do a second po podcast soon <laughs> so that we learn a bit more about um, your experience. Um, not only in Europe, but also elsewhere in the world, because um, yeah, we shouldn't be too European-centric either. There is um, much to learn from other places as well. But for now, well, we have to stop here. Thanks so much for taking the time and good luck with um, the remaining projects that you have at Angreen. I think uh, you won't get bored. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Miriam, for having me here and good luck with the great job you're doing. Thank you very much, Carlo. This episode was produced with support from SCALE 203050. SCALE is a new project which makes collaboration happen to get many more energy communities up and running. The people behind SCALE 203050 work on a methodology and toolkit for citizens, cities and policymakers. If you too want to see more local energy communities across Europe, check out the toolkit and explore all of the project's resources at the website scale202050.eu, scale with two C, like in communities, scale202050.eu. And scale is actually funded by the EU's Horizon 2020 program. Thanks for tuning in.